Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give God praise. Can we do that together? In the name of Jesus, I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Why don't we just lift it up a little bit? Thank you, Jesus. You're great, you're great, you're great, you're great. Praise God. So good to be here this morning on this uh, beautiful day that God has given us. And I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord with you to worship, lift up the name of Jesus. Praise God. What a privilege it is. I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's always a privilege to be in God's house with God's people to worship the King of Kings. Praise God. Aren't you glad you got that privilege today? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's so good to be here with uh, your pastor, Elder Riggin, and his wife. We love and appreciate them and known them for years. And uh, and it's good to be here with them today in this service. Praise God. And uh, and we kind of honor that uh, that he sent his daughter and son-in-law our way. And, and they've been with us now for a few months. And we're enjoying them in our church. And they're just a good couple with a couple of sweet children. Praise God. I, I know you believe that, don't you? Hallelujah. Praise God. And, uh, and so we're having a good time. And so thank you for your confidence. Praise God. Everybody say hallelujah. Oh, yes. Well, we had a good conference at the uh, Apostolic Doctrine and Holiness Conference. It was good. Had the privilege of preaching there a couple of times in the conference. And on Wednesday night to Friday during the day. And it was just all good. The services day and night. All the messages, the spirit of it. And so glad we got to be a part of it. Praise God. I'm glad to, I'm glad to know there's still a lot of people that love this precious truth. Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we praise him one more time? Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. You're great. You're great. You're great. You're great. You're great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so thank you for the very nice um, accommodations, the motel room here this weekend. Thank you for the and for the gift basket in the room. It was so nice, and for the meal last night, the good fellowship, and so uh, just uh, have a have a great appreciation for good food. Hallelujah! And uh, we had good food last night, and uh, so uh, we're thankful. Praise God, and uh, for your kindness. And uh, it's just uh, I tell you, the church is just an awesome awesome institution on planet earth praise god i believe it's the greatest institution on planet earth is the church is the church hallelujah and uh so i'm glad to be a part of it today glad my wife is with me also on this trip and she's been my sweet wife for 48 years and so we are thankful and we are blessed praise god and we're glad to be with you today hey you know truth church is a blessed church you're a blessed church beautiful building great location Easy to find. Hallelujah. That's that's a good thing. Praise God. Because I've pastored places that wasn't beautiful. Hard to find. Hallelujah. And I, you, you could hardly find it with a GPS. And uh, and so uh, I know what those kind of places are. I've been there. And so you're blessed to have such a beautiful place right here by a highway like this. Easy to find. And so it's good. And besides that, then you've got a great pastor and teacher of the word of the Lord. And so you are blessed to have brother and sister Riggin. Praise God as your pastor and pastor's wife. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Uh, as far as I know, in 37 years of pastoring in Burlington, I've only done this one time. And uh, I've read I've read a lot of different books on a lot of different subjects and doctrinal subjects and everything else. But uh, Brother Reagan's books is the only one a couple of years ago after I read them that I ordered a whole book for the church and just passed them out to every member of the church to read. I've never done that before. And uh, and so we gave his books to everybody. Hallelujah. I said, you got to read this. Hallelujah. And then share it with somebody else. Praise God. Because it's, it's just great, great doctrinal teaching. Praise God. And so I appreciate that. Appreciate that so very much. And and uh, as soon as he gets some other books, I want them. Praise God. Everybody say hallelujah. 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 Because it's time that we are people of the word. People of the word. Everybody say amen. amen. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles while you're standing. Hallelujah. Praise God. And let's go to the book of, of Mark, the gospel of Mark. And uh, let's just read a couple passages of scripture here. And uh, we'll be going to uh gospel of Mark chapter 4. Chapter 4 for our scripture reading. Mark chapter 4. We're going to read verse 35 down through verse 41. Mark chapter 4 verse 35. And uh, we're going to read down through verse 41. The same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He arose and rebuked the wind, said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Aren't you glad we serve a God that's in control? Glory to God. No matter what you're going through right now, no matter what you're facing at home, or in family, or at work, or at school, I'm here to tell you, our God is in control. You keep your hand in His hand, everything's going to be alright. Praise God. Keep the faith in Jesus' name. Let's praise Him for His word right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Glory, 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 glory. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him in Jesus' name. Glory, 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 glory. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And you may be seated. I just want to talk for a little bit on your your spiritual journey your spiritual journey or your walk with God praise God when you begin to look into these verses of scripture i believe it begins to tell us something even about our journey with God and our 
walk with him. And matter of fact, throughout the Gospels, you find that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we know that all of them go into details about the life of Christ. His, his birth, his death, his burial, of course, his resurrection. And, and it's all laid out in scripture there according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so we call it the Gospels. The Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. My question, of course, would be to each one of you today that know him, what is the Gospel according to you? What's the Gospel according to you? Praise God. Because, to be honest with you, I don't know how it is right here in this area. This this is an awesome area. Uh, and uh, and a great moving, booming area, you can tell. And it's good to be in an area that's moving. Praise God. And growing. And, uh, but in North Carolina, they call it a part of the Bible Belt of America. But I'm here to tell you right now, most people don't know too much about the Bible. They really don't. And some of them have been raised up around church, and they've went to church a lot of times for years, but they really don't know that much about the Bible. And, uh, and so you begin to talk to them. So I'm convinced today, I want to just say that I'm convinced that most people... In this area is not really concerned about the gospel of Matthew, about the gospel of Mark, Luke, or John. But they are interested in your gospel. What you live. What you live. Praise God. How you treat people. Your conversation. Praise God. That's what's going to draw them to Jesus. That's what's going to get their attention. And then when they see Christ in you and begin to witness the move of God in your life, then they'll get an understanding of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But a lot of times you're the conduit to get them to the Gospels. You're the, you're the purpose to get them to Jesus. Oh, come on, let's praise Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so... The book of Mark, they say, is the oldest of the four Gospels, even though, of course, in our sequence of scriptures and books, it comes after the Gospel of Matthew. But some of the other authors even referred to the writings of Mark. And so so uh, there's something to be said about that. But in this fourth chapter that I've read some scriptures to you out of today, you get an insight. You get an insight into the life of Christ, or let's say a day in the life of Christ. And so this chapter, uh, of course, as others, is filled with parables, in which we know as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And it was always, it's always pretty amazing how the Lord could talk to anybody and deal with any uh, uh, part of life that people are in at that moment, praise God, or whether you was considered rich or poor or whatever, he can always meet people at the point of their needs. He can always minister to them exactly where they were in life. And so, of course, we know that he was God in flesh. And so because of that, he knew everything. He knew everything. And so he would though bring these earthly stories in him in a lot of times to attract people. Hallelujah. To get their attention. But before it's over with, there would be something spiritual that would be revealed or come out of that that could be a benefit and a blessing to that person's life. And so this chapter is filled with, with settings like that. And Jesus, who we know it was God in flesh, 
the creator in flesh, the miracle worker, the savior of humanity. Praise God. You would find him getting right on the level with human beings. Sometimes that were struggling in life. That was going through all kinds of situations in life. And he would get right down to where they were living. And begin to minister to them. And before it's over with, they said, hey, there's nobody that has ever spoke to me like this man. Praise God. There's something different about this man. I'm here to tell you, our God is a miracle worker. Our God is a savior. Our God is interested in you. Our God is interested in your family. Our God is interested in your job situation. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. And so he would get right on the level with them, minister to them, where they could get an understanding of truth. In St. John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Praise God. And so in, in what, what's amazed me about the Lord being the creator and knowing all things and uh, no surprises with God. Then again, how he bring it right down. He commanded the languages. He was the author. He was the creator. Praise God. And so if he wanted to have, if he wanted to, have, he could have came with such eloquency and such vocabulary I mean, that he could have just blew them away. Hallelujah. I mean, he could just spoke so above them that you'd need the neck of a giraffe and be standing on stilts and still wouldn't be able to understand it. Praise God. But he didn't do that. You know what he did? He put it right down to ground level. Right down to street level. Praise God. So that man could understand. So that woman could understand. So that even children could understand. Because he brought it right on down to the child. He said, unless you get the faith of a child and believe like a child, you will never enter into the kingdom of God. So in other words, he said, I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a lawyer. I don't care how much money you got. You got to get simple faith. You got to believe. You gotta have faith to believe. Come on, let's give God praise and worship. Come on, let's love Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, instead of putting it up at the height of a giraffe, He put it down where us sheep could understand it. Hallelujah. Where we could grasp it. And grab it. Hallelujah. And so that's what he did. And uh, so somewhere at some time in your life, while you're moving to maybe one location to another in, uh, in, in your journey of life, praise God, because most of us have, uh, have done different things throughout our life. And, uh, and, 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 and we have uh, moved uh, into different realms in our life. Praise God. You may have, uh, uh, you may have started at one level at your job, but maybe now you're at a different level. Or, or uh, I hope, I hope to God you're moving up in school. And, uh, if you're going to school, you're not staying at the same grade every year. But, uh, until they start thinking you're the principal around there, you've been here so long. But no, hallelujah. But, but we got to, in every facet of life, we got to keep moving forward. And, and striving to move forward. Praise God. Because in, in, in life, even in the natural, it's easy to get complacent. It's easy to get satisfied. Praise God. It's easy to find you a comfort zone. 
And so you don't want to be moved out of your comfort zone. And some people's favorite scripture is that all these things, nothing moves me. Hallelujah. So that's their favorite scripture. But you know what? Sometimes you need the spirit to move you. Sometimes you need the Holy Ghost to saturate you from your nose to your toes. Praise God. And get a hold of you where you say, hey, it's time for me to move up. It's time for me to move forward. Hey, if you're a member of this church, you don't need to walk in here, sit down, fold your arms, and say, hey, preacher, see if you can move me in this service. No, you should say, I want to be moved. I want to be stirred. I want something to get a hold of me. Oh, come on, let's love him right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I, I remember... I remember pastor right after we got married and we were young and so I just had to, I had to work and I, and I had to just take what I could find because we was in a little small town. There weren't many opportunities. And so for the first time in my life, I was working what they call the second shift because that was the only thing available. And to, so for me to get the job that I needed to, to survive financially and, and just to make ends meet. So I went to work there. Hoping that and praying that another shift would come up because they, so it was a factory that worked 24 seven, so they had different shifts. And, uh, so they put me on the second shift. And it's the, it's the first time since I was a baby, because I was a, born and raised in a pastor's home. And so, first time I ever missed church in my life. First time. And, uh, always was at church. Always at church. And, uh, I loved it. That was my life. And so, I was working there at second shift and, and uh, it was, of course, a non-union factory. They'd work your high. They didn't care. And uh, and so they'd work six, seven days a week and every week. I mean every week. And uh, I worked uh, one time seven straight weeks, seven days a week. And so only time I could go to church for a whole seven-week period was on Sunday morning. Sunday morning, that was it. And also, it just so happened that in that same re- uh, seven-week period, the church had a revival schedule, and it ended up going for several weeks of revival. Hallelujah. And I was highly upset because I'm missing all this revival, and I didn't like it. I'm missing this church services every night uh, and because I had to be at work. And uh, uh, and so I, I was upset. But you know what? I finally decided. I finally decided. You know, I can't be at church tonight, but I'll tell you what I can do. I can go by church every night after service. And see if I can just kind of pick up the remnants. See if I can just pick up maybe something remains in the auditorium of the atmosphere of the church service. Praise God. And, and so I'd get off one, two o'clock in the morning and, 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 and I'd go by the church before I went home. I'd go by the church. And when I, when I got, and I, I'm just a young man and, but I'd walk through those doors and as soon as I'd get to the, the doorway, I'd raise my hands up there and I'd say, God, is there anything left here tonight for me? Praise God, because I wanted to be here. I wanted to be here. I love your house, God. I love preaching. I love the people of God. Hallelujah. And you know what, brothers and sisters? After a little bit, I start feeling something every night. Praise God. And the Lord would start moving on me. Hallelujah. And I'd walk out of there saying, you know what? I've been to church tonight. I've been to church tonight. Praise God. 
I felt something that they felt in the house of the Lord tonight. I'm going to tell you something, friend. You got to make up your mind that this means more to me than anything else. I, I don't want to live without Jesus. I don't want to learn how to live without Jesus and without the church. I want the church in my life. I want God in my life. Oh, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Because I want to keep moving forward on this spiritual journey. Praise God. I want to keep moving onward on this spiritual journey. I don't want to become complacent, stalemate, and, and, uh, and looking back over my shoulders and end up in reverse. No, we got to keep moving forward. Everybody say forward march in the name of Jesus. You know, verse 36, verse 36 of this chapter, it talks about he sent away the multitude. He sent away. Now, I'm, I'm talking about your journey now. I want to minister to somebody today. Praise God on your spiritual journey. It says he sent away the multitude. I'm here to tell you, hallelujah, don't take this wrong, but there's in your, in your spiritual sojourn, in your spiritual walk with God, there has to be times of separation, of separation. You're going to have to come to a place sometimes where you say, you know what? This guy is not good for me to hang around. Or this lady is not good for me to hang around. Or this young person is not good for me to hang around. Praise God. And so he sent away the multitude. Hallelujah. So I think there's a lesson in this. A spiritual application, if you please, to us here today. That there's times in your life, if you're going to be what God would have you to be. If you're going to move forward and upward. Praise God. If you're going to be used of God. Sometimes you'll have to separate yourself from some carnal people. And some from some people that's more interested in pleasing flesh than they are pleasing the Spirit of God. Somebody say amen. Because some people don't care whether they're faithful to church or not. But you don't want to be one of those kind. You want to be one of those that says, I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I think we ought to get to the place. Now we really know better, but this is the way we ought to feel. They can't have church without me. I gotta be there. I gotta be there. I wanna be there. Praise, cause church is not gonna be right without me or my family there in the service. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's some people and there's some things and there's some places that's not conducive to spiritual growth. Hallelujah. I was raised up at church. There was carnal young people in my youth group. Oh, yeah. And that would drag you down. Yeah. They were more interested in the latest fad out here in the world. Or what the world's doing instead of what the church is doing. And then as we as young, young married couple, there was other young married couples in the church. Some of them are carnal. Some of them are spiritual. You find that out after a while. Hallelujah. And you know what? It never stops all through the phases of life. All through the ages of life. Praise God. Because I've, I've, I've pastored some young people that was on fire for God. And I've pastored some older people. They, well, they need to get fired up. Hallelujah. And so it has really nothing to do with age. It's all about your, your spiritual journey. Praise God. We gotta stay committed. We gotta stay dedicated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because yeah, I've, I've seen people that's been in church for 20, 30, 40 years and then walk away from God. 
walk away from God. End up in a backslidden condition after all of those years. And so we got to stay alert, spiritually alert. Somebody say amen. Praise God. And so no matter what your age is, we're not home yet. We're not in heaven yet. And so we got to stay spiritually alert. We got to keep a hunger. We got to keep a desire. We got to keep a fervency and a zeal that says, I got to please him. I got to hear the master say, well done. Thy good and faithful servant. And so there's some people you're going to need to just walk away from if you're going to be what God really wants you to be because they have a way of dragging you down and dragging you backwards. Hallelujah. And I think sometimes you just got to look at somebody and say, you know, I love you. I love you, but I got to go. Praise God, because this is not a good atmosphere to be in. It's just not a good place for me to dwell. It's not a good place for me to hang out. Somebody say, man. Hallelujah. I've got relatives. I've got relatives that if you hang around certain ones, they're going to drag you down spiritually. I'm just telling you. I know them. I know them. Praise God. i got other relatives that will help you spiritually. But i got some that's not good for you spiritually. Oh, yes. And we've all got friends. And some of them will help us maybe spiritually. And some of them may not. Does that mean that we're going, we're going to be unkind to any of them? No. But I'm going to tell you, you, you should always want to be around the ones that's going to cause you to drive forward spiritually and not be operating in a, in a reverse operation. Praise God. Somebody say amen. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I said keep your eyes on Jesus. And so he separated himself from them. Hallelujah. And you know what? You'll find out that some of those that he Separated himself from, they ended up sleeping. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And so, you know, it uh, there's some there's always some sleepers in the church. Hallelujah, spiritually I'm talking about. Praise God. Sometimes physically. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, when I was a boy growing up, churches used to be known for how many they seat. Today they're known for how many they sleep. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> because America's churches are, are in a sad condition t- today. I'm going to tell you, our, 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 our religious world out here is spiritually sleep and sick. If we've ever needed a move of the Holy Ghost, we need it now. Oh, my Lord. And, and after this pandemic, after this pandemic, I was in a, on the jet the other day flying, and businessman guy sat next to me. We was both flying back into North Carolina, and, and uh, we started talking, conversing, and, uh, and he, uh, and he finds out I'm a preacher and he's a businessman of a certain company in the area that's very known. And, uh, he, he said, so how's your, how's your crowds doing from all this pandemic? This, this was like four, five, six months ago when he asked me this question. And, uh, and he said, uh, how, how's the crowds going? I said, well, I said, you know, we did the original shutdown for a couple months and, and I said, then we started back up and, and I said, uh, uh, we, been going ever since. I said, we had a couple of situations that we, you know, where people couldn't come, had quarantine for a while or whatever. But I said, we just kept rolling. And uh, I said, now all the crowds are back. I said, we're having better crowds we've ever had. I said, we've had more visitors than we've ever had. He said, really? Really? And I said, well, what about your church, you know? He said, well, he said, before the pandemic, a year and a half ago, you know, he said, we run four to 500 every Sunday, every Sunday. He said, now we run 50 to 75. 50 to 75. So you're talking about from four to 500 to 50 to 75. And, and, and here's the deal about it. A lot of these people are not going back. 
They're not going back because they've missed church for so long. They didn't lost their desire. They didn't lost their hunger. And they have found out that they can just kind of operate without church. And, uh, and so a lot of them, of course, now just staying home watching stuff. And, you know, and so now they're, they're saying, I'm getting my little church service at home and they can just kind of stretch out, eat pizza and have their pajamas on and, and their flip flops and just stretch out and say, oh, yeah, preach to me. You know, sing me another song. And, and so they're just going to hang out. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. It's a good day for the apostolic world because some people's going to say, I got to find me a church. I got to find me a church that's heaven church where I can feel something where the spirit of God. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I don't think there's a better day right now than, than that the apostolic day that we're in right now for the church to shine for the church to shine for the church to say come on over here we got what you're looking for oh come on let's give God thanks and praise hallelujah glory to God and I and I've been telling preachers that I minister to across the nation and even Sometimes whole missionaries or whatever. I say, keep your eyes, keep your ears open. Because you're going to be able to find that building you've been looking for. Because they're coming on the market. They're coming on the market. Because when you're losing hundreds of people... And, uh, and you're not going to be able to keep things going like you used to. And, uh, and so I said, get ready. They're coming. And, 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 and I just know where a friend of mine just did that. Praise God. Just bought a beautiful building. Hallelujah. And I was amazed at the price he got it for. And another guy just in the last couple of weeks just bought a, a beautiful house. So these are two I know just in the last three or three, four months where they've got billings. They've been needing them. And they, now they got them. And they got them at a good price because the people said, we just need to sell it. We just need to sell it. We just need to get out of here because we can't afford this building no more. Praise God. Hey, God works in mysterious ways. I say, God works in mysterious ways. You know, hey, we don't need another dead church in America. We don't need another lifeless church in America. We don't need just another club. We need a church with a move of the Holy Ghost. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. And be glad in it. Hallelujah. So, separate yourself from the sleepers. Separate yourself from the criticizers. Separate yourselves from those that's finding fault with everybody. Hallelujah. Yeah, separate yourselves from those that don't like to praise and worship God that's claiming to be spirit-filled. Somebody say amen. Separate yourself from those that don't believe in the essentiality of the apostolic doctrine. Praise God. Hallelujah. Separate yourselves from those they don't want to pay their tithes and give their offerings to the church. Hallelujah. Separate yourselves from those that don't believe in pastoral and church authority. Praise God. Separate yourself from them. Hallelujah. And so he separated himself from some people and went to the other side. Hallelujah. Those that don't like holiness and always trying to find some way to please flesh, separate yourself. Separate yourself from those people. I'm going to tell you what we do need to do. We need to separate from some of that, but then we need to, we need to unite in prayer. 
We need to unite in praise and worship. We need to unite in giving. We need to unite in love of this gospel. We need to unite in soul winning, praise God. We need to, we need to unite in love and truth and love and God and love and apostolic ministry and love of the church. We need to unite our efforts to that, praise God. That's, that we don't need to separate that. We need to unite in that and come together in those principles, in those beliefs. Come on, somebody go and give God thanks and praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then in this verse, it also says, just kind of second point I want to make. It says when they got on the ship, they took Jesus in the boat with them. So Jesus was in the boat with them. I got. I think there's a message right there in that. On your spiritual journey, don't travel without Jesus. Don't travel without Jesus. Make sure you always invite Jesus in everything that you do, everywhere you go. Praise God and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. So don't try to have revival without Jesus. Don't try to have a move of God without Jesus. Don't try to have good church without Jesus. We don't need to, you know, the world knows how to put on good programs. I'm telling you, they can, even, even religion, there's some of the best religious entertainment. It's unbelievable. And so, what, uh, the talent of some people, the ability of some people, and what all they can produce and, and, and perform and all that. But we don't need another performance. We don't need a, just another program. We need an old-fashioned move of the Holy Ghost. It still works in 2021. Praise God. I believe we need to get so much fire going in Truth Church that people drive by on the highway and they say, man, I just saw a flicker up on the roof. Something's going on. Let's go over there and check it out. Praise God. And then they come in here and say, hey, I saw fire up on the roof. But then when they come in, they feel the fire. I said, they feel the fire. And they say, oh, now I know what's going on. The Spirit was drawing me. The Spirit was drawing me in here. Oh, come on. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And then it also said in this verse, it says there were other little ships. Now, I know there's there's different ways you can look at that. And I've preached it different ways, to be honest with you. And, uh, and I've heard it preached different ways. And trying to explain what all that meant about the little ships that followed Long behind the main boat that Jesus was in. Praise God. But I just kind of see it like this in this message today. You're, all, you're always going to have some stragglers. You're always going to have some people that's out of step. That's not in the main boat. But they're just kind of hanging around. And seeing what the main boat is up to. Hallelujah. And seeing what they're going to accomplish or whatever. And so, so I think we need to always have that spiritual hunger that we're, we, we want spiritual progress in our life. We don't want to just be watching the, the ones that's got the spirit. We don't want to just be hanging close to just to get some afterflow or whatever uh, of the spirit that moves. But we need to be right in the middle of what God is doing. We need to be right where the spirit of God is moving. Praise God. You know, I, I, I pastor people uh, that lives, that li- and this is honest God truth. They live Two blocks of my church. And they're always late. Always late. You get Amanda and DJ come in. 
And they got to drive over an hour each way, two hours. And they get there on time. Now you tell me the deal about that. Hallelujah. And so I've tried to train them, elder. You got them. They, they show up on time. Praise God. And, and, but then I've got other people that live 15, 30, 45 minutes away. They're always there on time. Some people live two blocks away. They always come in late. You know what that is? That's called a habit. That's called a habit. And I think it's a bad one. It's a bad habit. Praise God. Hey, I got some people that work late and they just, they just come in whenever they can. Hallelujah. And sometimes they come in their work clothes on. That's fine. That's fine. I love it. I love it. Cause they want to be at church so bad. They, they, they want to take time to go home and take a shower and, and, and eat a bite. They just come home from work. Praise God. Oh yeah, I understand all that. Hallelujah. But the people that's getting off at three or four o'clock in the evening. Hallelujah. And live two blocks from the church. Praise God. They should be able to make it on time. Hallelujah. So in other words, don't have a commitment like that. That's all. What if everybody came late? What if we started this morning at 10 and it had been nobody but the pastor? And all the rest of us come in five minutes late, 15 minutes late, 30 minutes late. I'm not talking, I'm not pointing fingers to nobody. I'm just saying, what if we did this every service? Hallelujah. What if every time we have a prayer meeting, praise God, you only come when everybody's leaving for prayer. Always straggling, always just kind of, you know, just getting there at the end of things. Hallelujah. I believe we need to get in the middle of this. Praise God. We don't need to struggle to the prayer room. Hallelujah. And when it comes to worship and when it comes to praise. Hallelujah. And we, we don't need to just uh, be back and feed on negativism and things like that. This needs to become main thing in our life. I said the church ought to become a main place in your life. Everybody say man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was raised up in Missouri. So I know a little bit about this area of the country. And I know how you can have severe storms and tornado weather and high winds and boy, I mean all that kind of stuff. And so when I when I was a boy being raised up, you know, uh some people had storm shelters and uh and they had places where you could go to in the midst of torn- tornado weather and high winds and stuff like that. And uh when you knew it was gonna be bad and it was bad. But my my dad and mom always taught us boys, when it got so bad like that, we lived about, we lived about, I don't know, maybe a mile and a half from the church, two miles, something like that, from the church. And, uh, and so anytime it would get so bad that you, sometimes you could even see the tornadoes up there, whatever, you know, dad and mom would say, let's, let's get in the vehicle and, and, and let's go to church. And so we get in the vehicle and we go to church. And you know what? As soon as we walked through the doors of the church, we felt like we was in a safe place. We just felt like we was in a safe place. Now, I know I know, tornadoes can do damage to church buildings. They have. And they've destroyed church buildings. And, and they could have that one. But at the same time, my mom and dad was teaching me a lesson. They was teaching me that when you get to the house of the Lord, there's safety there. Praise God. They was teaching me as a child, when you're having problems, get to the house of God. When you're in a, when you're in a place where you don't know what to do and you don't have charge over it, praise God, and it's too big for you and the storm's too much for you, get to the house of the Lord. Get to the house of the Lord. And you know what? I still believe it's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. 
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And so we need to, we need to get to the house of the Lord and we need to be right there when it's happening. Everybody say, ma'am. Hallelujah. Then the last point I want to make, it says there rose a storm and, uh, and, 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 and it, it was, it was out of control. It was out of control. And they said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with this storm? And it's always amazed me. It's always amazed me how that Jesus is on the boat and they're afraid that we're, we're not going to survive. I'm here to tell you, when Jesus is on your boat, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. And Jesus wasn't worried about it. They were worried about it. But Jesus was down downstairs, if you please, sleeping. Praise God. And if Jesus is sleeping in the storm, you might as well go ahead and sleep too. If Jesus is not worried about it and he's with you and you're in the same position and same locale, then there's no need of you worried about it because nothing's going to take Jesus down. I said nothing is going to take Jesus down. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you right now, praise God. I want to tell somebody right now, whatever your situation may be, just keep on holding to him. Just keep on loving him. Just keep on praying to him. Just keep on saying nothing's going to separate me from God. Because as long as you stay with him, you're going to survive the storm. You're going to come out of the storm with victory. Come on, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Let's everybody stand. Let's lift our hands. Let's love him right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's praise him right now. Let's praise him right now. I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. I love you, God. I love you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody walked up to me one day and said, you know, I used to do these things, but said, since I've gotten to church, I've quit doing some things. And, uh, and I, and, and I said, well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing because when you get in God's presence, some things don't fit there. Hallelujah. Some atmospheres don't fit there. Hallelujah. And so I said, anything that the church causes you to let go of or, or give up, it'll give you a lot more in return. Give you a lot more in return. Hallelujah. And anything that the Spirit of God separates me from, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. Anything I'm convicted about by the Spirit, the Word of God, hallelujah, then I don't need that. I need to let go of that because that can be a hindrance in my journey. That can be a hindrance in my journey. Praise God. And so if, 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 if God doesn't want you to have it, then you don't need it. I said, you don't need it. And so let's just keep on, keeping on and doing what God would have us to do. Let's lift our hands and praise him one more time. In Jesus' name, glory to God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead, go ahead. Praise God. As they sing, let's just worship. Let's reach out. In Jesus' name.